Hello, welcome to episode 185 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Matthew Figuera. Do you even remember how to podcast? Do we even remember? Do I even remember you? No. Nah. <laughs> Probably not. Man. You went off to the land Actually, of uh, the big flat mountain I uh, did, for two fucking whole weeks. Before we get there, I just realized something. When when you turn your webcam on earlier, Lenska's like, oh, he does own hoodies. <laughs> Rude. I was <laughs> like, fair. that's true. <laughs> I think since you... So last year when Matthew was looking for a birthday present for me, um, he messaged my girlfriend and he was like, hey, I want to get this thing. And it was like a Zelda hoodie. It was a very nice Zelda hoodie. Yeah. And she was like... Mm. I don't really see him wear hoodies. He just sits on the couch in jeans and a puffer jacket. And, and Matthew's his, like, his this, jacket. Is, this is monstrous <laughs> behavior. Who doesn't wear hoodies? Uh, so Matthew didn't get me a hoodie. But since then, I've purchased two hoodies. And you realized how great they are. They're pretty good. This, this Adidas one is nice and red. It's very fluffy. Mm-hmm. I do like it. Let's see. Uh, people must stop questioning my, my advice because in that same vein, Lenska for the longest time, has wanted a nice pair of tracksuit pants, but mm. she just she says she just can't bring herself to spend money on tracksuit pants, um, because you know whatever. The other day we were in Cape Town. She saw a pair on sale. She bought them and she loves them. She won't stop wearing them. Sweatpants <laughs> well, are the what bomb. have I been saying for the last thirty five years? Tracksuit pants are life. Yo, sweat sweatpants like tracksuit pants. That's all I. Well, now when I get home, I get into sweatpants and they're just... Exactly. Life. If I could wear them to work, I would. <laughs> like, absolutely would. They're I mean, why so not? When, when I remote work, what do you think I'm wearing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when I remote I'm getting work. Changed? Yeah. No, not a fuck. I'm rolling out of bed. I'm in those sweatpants. I'm just... Exactly. Yeah. Sweatpants on the bottom. Underrated. Blazer <laughs> over the shoulders. <laughs> work on the top. Gotta look comfy at the uh, bottom. <laughs> My goodness. It's so yeah, good. So you were talking about, yes, I went to Cape Town. Land yes, of the yeah. Flat you went to the Flat Mountain Land for 10 what, days. What was that two? Oh, okay, 10 days. 10 okay. days, yeah. Did you run we, every single one of those 10 days? We ran very often. It was nice, great. Nice, nice. When um, in Rome? Yeah, when in Rome. We did many a trail run. We have a, a group of friends there that we haven't seen for a long time that we met. Um, it's funny because they, they did the thing where they basically – Traveled the world while working wherever they were. Oh, very, very, very cool. cool. But now they've like settled in Cape Town and they both realize that they love trail running. So they've, they've like run the heck out of Cape Town. So we met up with them and we got shown a, a new route in the Newlands forests. Mm-hmm. And we, we did it like three times after that because <laughs> we're like, this is really nice. Did they settle yeah. in Cape-, Cape Town because that was the best place they traveled to? Or now I think. I think it is also, look, I haven't spoken to them about that, but I think it's more thing of they love Cape Town and they're not far mm. from family. Like mm. families in Joburg, but they're not, <clears throat> you know, in another country now. They're still mm. within throwing distance, you know, okay. play, plane throwing distance. 
Yes, as one does. <laughs> as yes. they say. <laughs> as they say, yes. Plane throwing distance, yes. Um, that's cool. I, I'm. It's cool that you guys get to go down there and like still remote work and still have like a change of scenery. Um, well, what's what's quite nice is that during so during COVID we we went last year for a month, if you if you recall. And that is the thing of well, we we're not going into the office. Um, can we just go chill in Cape Town for a month? And then we both went. But as we went back to work, well, mm. a f- a, like a few months before we went back to work, I sort of floated the, the conversation with my boss of like, you know, trying to fish if that's the sort of thing that could happen regularly. And he, he's, he kind of implied like, oh, you better better do it again soon if you want to travel because we're going to go back to the office soon. I was like, uh, okay, okay, well, except one of our bosses has since moved to Cape Town and we now have a branch in Cape Town, like an actual shared office space. So you could always just go there and work from the office. Yeah, there. this this trip is nice because I said I'm going to Cape Town. I'm just going to work from that office, and that was absolutely fine. Oh, lacquer! That's amazing. Yeah, so that option is there, which is very nice. Mm, that's pretty cool. And there's there office there nice, or is it just like a very it's, small? No, so it's it's a shared space. One of those like shared space offices, but they they were sort of set up in a in one you know kind of like a boardroom in this in this building um mm-hmm. because there's only like three to four people i think maybe five people in cape town but they've since moved in the building to a bigger space that can seat about 12 to 15 oh cool um okay. so yeah it's, it's it's very nice it's within walking distance to a lot of cool places it's over the road from truth coffee um, oh wow okay i know exactly where that is then yeah 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 if you walk out our front door you've met with the mavericks which is also literally over the road <laughs> yes <laughs> down the road there's new york bagels there's charlie's bakery so there's you're like spoiled for choice with food there and coffee, yeah did you did cool. you have all the good food while you were there uh, i did that new york bagel man really really good bagels they they do a scrambled egg scrambled egg bagel for like oh, 30 yeah. something grand oh yeah and that it's sounds not that badly sounds priced. good yeah and yeah. um so you you ended up going to my favorite ice cream place that's all we did it's funny because so Lenska and i took the thursday and friday off mm. and then yeah <laughs> it's so funny Lenska's sitting next to me and she wrote like remember we went to his ice cream place i'm like <laughs> we, we're literally talking about that <laughs> <laughs> um no so we were off the one day and then we had lunch and then i was like i really want ice cream mm. and then i remembered um you know you always rave about moro and then we looked it up and we were, we were very close to one. Oh, okay and out of all the ice cream places we tried in cape town lenska lenska's favorite was moro so there you go oh yeah Oh, but yeah. I, I will I will say this like I do love Cremery. I love Moro. oh it's still yeah there's there's a new place my sister showed me in Claremont it's called Susie's something ice cream like I think it's a single branch I could be wrong oh that's the um that's the vegan place isn't it yeah um, a lot of a lot of yeah. stuff yeah it doesn't have sugar I think, or actual I think you milk. can go there and get vegan waffles and stuff like that I think I've yeah been there. yeah so. Or, oh, Haley. Kaylee. Kaylee. <laughs> I don't Kaylee's, know. Yeah. Susie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I will say this. So I, I'm a big fan of Paul's ice cream, but I don't know. Oh, God, we're all wrong. It's Kristen's oh, kick-ass ice cream. Okay. 
Yo, we wow. butchered every. <laughs> I, it sounded familiar, even with the Susie <laughs> that was completely wrong. I, I, I just triggered the the right. I kind, right I kind of got where you were where you were going with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's something like I like. I do enjoy Paul's ice cream. You know, I do as shout well. out to yeah. to my homie Paul. But those Cape Town places are just on a whole nother level. Yeah, like, I think I think I like think, Creamery and Mora are both better than Paul's. Like. Cr- I think I enjoy creamery purely because like the ice cream's good, but they also let you put toasted marshmallow and whatever you scoop. And it just it is pretty good. It is the business. It is pretty so, good. Yeah. yeah nice. That's, I'm that's glad you had mistake. a I'm glad you had a great time. It's great. I'll be back in a rainy, cold, <laughs> dry Joburg. Fucking cool, horrible Joburg. Oh my god. It's so cold. <laughs> so so it's cold. Freezing. Yeah, but sure. it's if, you, if you're wondering yeah. why we had such a long break, it's because I didn't travel with my PC or anything this time. It's just a little, a little break away, which is cool. It's good though. Like you, you don't, you didn't stream for a while. You didn't. We didn't no. podcast. Um, sorry, I'm just hearing my cat's going fucking mental. Like, <laughs> hmm, wonder what disaster I'm gonna come back to in the next hour. They're busy wrestling, and then WWE <laughs> comments is like, "My God, King." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just seeing one cat like RKO the other off the fucking table. God is my witness, he's broken in half. It is, there's that video, I'm sure you've seen it, where someone bought like a toy wrestling ring and they're just two kittens fighting in it. And there's just like commentary spliced over it. It's very funny. I think it's very good. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're podcasting again. It was actually kind of weird, like two weekends without podcasting. I got up on Saturday and like, I was like, oh, I just don't have anything to do now. Like, (laughs) what is is life? This is both weird and kind of nice. Yeah. I guess I'll have, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I miss the podcast, but sometimes it's nice to have, to wake up and be like, oh, I actually have my Saturday morning. Mm. That's nice. I'd get to like midday on Saturday and be like, I've done so much already. What is this feeling? Like it's so, so weird. Productive. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back either way. Um, and it's good to have you back for Checkpoint Chat. We talk about video games right here on this here podcast. Um, it is an ice cream. Yeah. What did you <laughs> throwing hmm? planes, as they say? <laughs> good lord, <laughs> throwing planes. Yes. Throwing uh, the planes, man. What did you get up to? I mean, you obviously played stuff on Switch while you were away, but you've also been playing some stuff. So when you got back. the only the only thing I, I'll I'll very brief briefly touch on it. What I played on Switch when I was in Cape Town. So I've, I've I did wrap up um, Moonlighter. Oh, um, okay, I'm cool. Not gonna, not gonna spend too much time on it, but what a great little indie title. So if if you missed the footnotes or the the last time we spoke about it, Moonlighter is this. It's two games in one, technically, but not quite. It's half dungeon crawler, half a shop shopkeeping manager. Um, where the the basic loop is, you you go crawl through dungeons, you get loot, you sell that loot in a, in your family store, you get money, you buy mm-hmm. new weapons, get deep into the dungeon. Uh, it's really good. That's all, all I'll say about it. Really, it, it was a. I think it took me about twelve hours to finish. That's not it. too bad. That's a nice um, like. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a good length and it can be challenging, but I mean I think if you upgrade your gear enough, it becomes almost like a bit of a walkover. Okay. There's something about the the middle and the end of the game where it feels like the the money you make 
it's just exponential that you can uh, just buy whatever the hell you want. You can upgrade to whatever the heck you want. Um, but yeah, what a what a neat little indie that I'd always heard about and wanted to play. And I just picked it up on sale for like 70 bucks or something at the time. Nice. Um, so yeah, glad I, I got to. There's DLC that I, I can revisit. I finished the game and it's like, oh yeah, here's extra story content. And I looked it up. It's like, yeah, that, that was added later. That was uh, um, okay. Okay. some DLC. Um, but yeah, other than that, I played uh, an actual game uh, about crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, not not really, uh, but Lu- Lumens, which is... Lumines. Uh, Lumines, Lumines, yeah. as they, Lumines, they also yeah. say. <laughs> Lumines, as the kids say nowadays. This this game came out in 2004, 2006. Let me, let me I remember looking you. it up and I was floored by how old it is because I've seen this game 2004. for years. 2004 and then the remastered version came out in 2018 so this game is 18 years old yeah which is one of those psp games yeah yeah but that makes me feel simultaneously old and also question where the last 18 years have gone because it doesn't feel like that long ago that i've seen people playing this game's luminous man (laughs) it is uh but if you don't know what luminous is it's it's kind of like the, the closest comparison is it's kind of like a Tetris game, but it's not. Mm. Um, where the whole premise is you are given a four, a, a, what, a two by two square of yeah. uh, blocks with the you know, one of two colors, different colors. Yeah. And you have to make a two, by te- a two by two square of the same color. You drop the, the block down. Uh, but what makes it interesting is that while you're busy placing your blocks, there's a persistent, I don't know what, what it's called, but there's a persistent like bar at the top. Mm. it's like um, a so line that, that just kind of yeah like, that's a line that that your blocks only disappear when that line passes over them i mm. mean and it takes like a couple of seconds i mean not even it's like maybe two three four seconds depending on the, the level you're on for that line to pass through so the game becomes very addictive in that you're obviously trying to clear up as much space as possible but also trying to make form as many squares as you can you know before that line gets to them Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a, it's like I said, it feels similar to Tetris, but it's not quite Tetris. It's it's a different kind of yeah. puzzle game on that level. It scratches you, you like the think, same brain itch, but it's yeah. not the same tactics at all. It's yeah. yeah, and it forces you to rethink, you know, because like in Tetris, you know, it's a simple, you know, quote unquote, simple thing of you get all these different tetramino blocks and the, you have to form lines to clear them. Um, play Tetris enough, you start to realize that it makes sense to, you know, build up a whole a whole lot of lines, but leave a thin, you know, line open for that that good old L yeah. block. Get, you know, get, to drop get it that down. get that uh, well going, yeah. So you can yeah. get a Tetris. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, so you can get a Tetris. But then in Illuminous it's it's different because you can rotate your two by your two by two square. Um and it, it's just it forces you to rethink because it's not quite the same. You know, mm. you need to try to think how the blocks fall, how they're gonna stack if that you put one line on another set of, of blocks and where the others are gonna fall. Like where you're placing um, them in relation to the line that's coming yeah. through. But what yeah. what I think makes the game so addictive is that there there is a chal- a basic challenge mode where you kind of make your way through levels and each level changes uh, you know, I think they call them skins in the game where you're playing through, so you start the game, you're playing on a level and it starts with, you know, certain colors, certain color blocks and a certain backing track. 
Mm-hmm. Then after you've cleared a few lines, it changes. The, the, the background changes, the song changes, everything. And the, they tell you in the main menu, like, try and make it to level 100. Um, so I've, I've made it to level 40 or 50 something. And even by then, I'm like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get to, you know, the max level? Mm-hmm. But every, every time I play, I get a bit further, which is just satisfying because it shows that even though I might not know it, I'm learning the game. I am getting better yeah. at it. Um, you can feel that progress. like ticking Yeah, over. which is very yeah. cool. It, it's kind of weird to get that from a game like that where it's not strictly, you know, it's not a story game where you, you know you're mm. progressing through a narrative or something. It's, it's just me feeling that I'm getting better at the game just by so, playing it. It's also just got like really good music. It's like such it's, a bop. That soundtrack is really Yo, cool. So good. Yeah, it's like really, really high beat, high tempo stuff that matches with the the gameplay. And I mean, that's unsurprising when you consider that its main designer is Tetsuya Mizuguchi who went on to game direct Tetris Effect. So like- Yeah, which I still yeah. need to play. Yeah, well. listen, if you love Luminous, boy- let me tell you about fucking Tetris Effect and how it mm. uses music and puzzles. Oi, so good. <laughs> how it's so like good. being on drugs. How, yeah, life. I mean, you think Luminous <laughs> is crack. You haven't even seen crack. But yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're playing. Are you playing it on Switch, obviously, huh? On Switch, yeah. Yeah, it apparently was, it it's was on re- sale. It, it, on Switch, it's really cool because it uses the HD rumble quite well, I think. Um, it feels <laughs> so pretty I need, I need ridiculous. To, I need to put it on because I put it off. It's wild. Purely because... Can you imagine I'm playing in bed and then oh, no. it's okay, just, no. just bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> and it's so often actually, it's like every time you clear a block, it's like bzz. yeah, yeah. So I need I need to put it on when I'm actually not playing. It feels bed. good, but yeah, it's um, fucking violent, like violent yeah. vibrations. It's really hectic. Yeah, it, it was on sale. Look, where even if it wasn't on sale, I think it's still worth picking up. But I, I grabbed it for like 70 bucks. Oh, and it was well one of those it. things of like, yeah, I'm going to Cape Town. I don't really have anything to, like I'm nearly done with Moonlight. So what am I going to play? Oh, this is on sale. Let me, mm. you know, I've heard so much about it. And I'm glad I finally did. Only 18 years later, which blows my mind. That game is so old. Because now I'm like, wow. Hey, have you guys heard of the Luminous? And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played it like 18 years ago. Where were you? <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I know it's like um, one of Jeff's like favorite games of all time. Um, also, I've, I know um, I think Greg Miller has often spoken about it. Yeah, how he, he can just play it for like hours. Yeah, yeah, he loves. And I, I can game. see when when you. I mean, I've watched videos since. I can see how when you get, you know, get good at the game, you can just, you know, it, it becomes not like mindless is a wrong word, but you can mm. mindlessly just clear blocks for like nonstop. Even, even, sorry, my, I'm quite surprised my runs, like I'm playing for 25, 30 minutes at a time, Jesus. like okay. per, per, per run game. and it feels, okay. yeah, and it feels like that time just disappears. It doesn't feel that long at all. It's like a roguelike almost, like a roguelike yeah, run. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think you just get into a certain flow state. You just like, it's mm. just going and it's going and I don't know if it's, yeah, I haven't played Luminous in a while now, but when I play Tetris Effect, it's sort of similar. It's like, your brain is just focused on the puzzle. And mm. that's why I find Tetris at least so soothing is because mm. you are disconnecting your brain from like everything else and you're focusing solely on this thing. Not in an intense, yeah. like like if I'm playing a Souls game, I have to be like fucking intensely focused <laughs> on this thing. But like Tetris is just like, it's just flows uh, and it yeah. feels really, really rhythmic in a way. So yeah. yeah. So I played a lot of that. Um, nice. 
Switch getting then, good so yeah, switch getting some good love. And then I'm going to fly through all the other stuff I've been playing. So I don't want to hog the limelight. But I did roll credits this week on Ooh, Elden Ring. The Ring of all Elders. All these months later. The you Ring rang of that, Elders. You rang that Elden Ring. This game, we started, I mean, it launched end of Feb, Feb right? Yeah, Feb, Feb 25th. I think we got it like either end of Feb or like beginning of March. And I've been playing it. You know, I've been streaming it sp- exclusively since then. I mean, we... Yeah, you've been streaming half, it like Tuesday, through, Thursday, yeah. Yeah, halfway through May now. So this game has kept me busy for two and a half months. And it's it's that good that before I even finished my first playthrough, because I wanted to just play more, I started a second character to play off stream. <laughs> so I have a second character like 25 hours in now. Just um, But yeah, I rolled credits. Um, and yeah, all I'll say is it's... What a game. Uh, I've, I've said it in our Discord, but sorry to be that person. I, I don't know what will come out this year mm. that will game challenge of the material for Game there. of the Year. It's, yeah. it's, it's just been incredible to see. I mean, I, I feel like I've, I'm beating the same drum over and over again every time I bring it up. But like, I can't shower enough. I can't give this game enough praise because mm-hmm. I think my, my touch point is also that we're in May and people are still talking about it. Not just me. Oh, like, I know I'm, yeah. I'm playing it, but I feel that so many friends we know, so many people I see on, on Reddit or Twitter or Facebook are just still playing Elden Ring. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because when it comes to, you know, the game of the year conversation, there's always a thing of, oh, but the games at the beginning of the year get forgotten. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, because people play them in February or March and then, you know, the year goes on. Come December, like, oh, yeah, what did I play at the beginning of the year? But we're in May going into June and people are still just mm-hmm. addicted to this game. It's that good. Um, yeah, it I sort know, of reminds me you... of Sekiro. Like uh, Sekiro came out early in the year. It was like March. I know it came out mm. like around the time you literally got married. Um, because, yes, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it after. I played it yeah. in April, May that year. Yeah, and it ended up being the top winner at the, the Game Awards that year. Mm. So, yeah. I think I think definitely Elden Ring has more staying power than Sekiro in terms of like mm. the conversation. So yeah, yeah, I don't see it being. Topped. But I mean that that is a conversation in itself. In like I don't know what game. Not to say that we don't have good games coming out this year, but like Game of the Year nominees are usually these either these surprise indie gems or these you know triple A like a tunic like or something like that. that know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like tunic would probably be up in the Game of the Year conversation, but. I'm sorry to say I don't think it will get Game of the Year. No, because, I don't think so either. I don't think yeah. enough people have played it. And I think the people no. who've played both that and Elden Ring are squarely on the Elden Ring front. Exactly. So. Like I've played both and I'll tell you, I, I'll, yeah. I, I love Tunic, really great game. But Elden Ring for me is just the one that's kept me so engaged for, like, I mean, my first playthrough was just shy of 100 hours. Sure. Second characters in 25 hours. That's actually and like, quite short compared to what it I've It is, yeah, yeah. But it's it's weird because I feel... I didn't rush through anything. Mm. I, I've spent, I think of some of the harder bosses, like the hardest boss in that game, I spent a good seven hours or so on. Sure. Um, Was that Melania? It's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. What a, what a bitch. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And it, it feels short because I know people who've put in 150, 200 hours as mm. well. Yeah. I've got a guy um, at work who's, what did he say? I think 250 hours, but he's like, in a deep like pvp hole like he just plays so uh, much pvp 
So I've I've done a bit of PvP since rolling credits. It's good fun. Yeah. It's it's funny because the community have sort of identified this one uh sites of grace that in it it kind of looks like a circular arena, but it's just part oh, of cool. one of the, the dungeons. And like it's known now. If you want to do PvP, that's where you go and you like put your mark down or you summon people. That's pretty cool. And it's yeah, it's it's this whole other side of the game which I'm still investigating, but I've already had such laughs where the the sort of creativity and names people have given their characters. Like who's who's the final boss in Sekiro? What's the uh, is it Ishin? It's like uh yeah, yeah. Uh Ishin, yeah. I fought a, a some person some in the world who had modeled their character after Ishin from Sekiro, <laughs> like in terms of appearance. But even abilities is like, yep, they've got the pole arm, they've got the sword. The, oh, the abilities amazing. they used, I was like, wow, that's actually so good. Did they bring a Glock <laughs> to the fight? You know, Glock Nut Ishin. <laughs> no, that's, oh the <laughs> that's the one they left off. Um, but oh, yeah, for, for fear of talking about Elden Ring for many, many hours more, all oh, I'll say is that it's... It's so it's, cool that you finally like rolled credits on it. Like, because oh, yeah, you, 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 you were just like playing on stream yeah um and it was kind of cool to watch well for everyone who watched that journey like from february to cool. now must have been craig cool. craig was there the whole time i this, know this yeah. dude watching every single stream that's what a champ mm. what a champ uh it's yeah. it's, it's cool funny though. because yeah he he was playing us and then i was like where does this guy get the time because <laughs> i know he was playing it alongside me at a stage yeah and then he he would still watch me play every tuesday and thursday and i'm like where do man you just got time? a second screen just watching you play <laughs> Elden Ring while he's playing the Elden whole Ring. time yeah then yeah. he disappears plays a bit of apex comes back is like yeah cool what did i miss <laughs> yeah but um, he watched all seven hours of that melania struggle <laughs> he did most of it he was there <laughs> Um, but yeah, Elden Ring, like hands down, I, at this stage, I'm feeling it's like my game of the year. Um, just the fact that it's it's that signature from software, mm. it's it's that formula, that mm. that good brutal combat, but in an in an open world where there's just so much to see and do. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like what a it it feels like what a thing. It's like yeah. Like there, there are there are certain things I dislike about the game for sure. Like um, the fact that it's so big means that they've had to put in a lot of bosses in, which means you end up getting duplicate bosses, which uh, okay. often end up being like skin swaps, or you'll you'll get to a boss where you're like, no, this is just a random mob that I fought earlier, but now they've got like a bigger health bar and a different skin swap. There's things like that if I really want to nitpick, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, what do they do? Are they expected to make <laughs> two hundred unique bosses? Yeah, like that's yeah. a bit of a a tall, a bit, tall a bit overkill. Yeah, yeah. But even on that, so I've uploaded every single one of my boss fights um, to YouTube. I have one hundred and fifteen boss fights. Okay, oh. just just think about that. Think of any Dark Souls or Bloodborne you've played. That's and how exponentially many are there. more. It's yeah, like ridiculous. They've, they've got maybe fifteen, twenty, thirty, whatever the number is. Okay, but in, I haven't found a solid number. I've looked, but in total, I think there are more than 200 bosses in Elden Ring. And I'm like, where? Where are these bosses? And let me tell you, on my second playthrough, I found things that I missed in my first playthrough. And I'm like, how? I thought I was so thorough. Yeah. But yeah. it just shows there's, there's just so much to see and do in this game. I think that's the thing that I've, you know, I'm only like 12 hours in and I've learned to let go of in a way because for a time I was like, I don't want to miss anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I was very tempted to read up on things and and look for mm. stuff, and I think that will rob me of the organic exploration. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, I don't mind asking you guys like in a Discord, being like, "Hey, I'm around this area. I'm not finding stuff to do. Where should I go?" And you'd be like, "Go south," and then yeah. I found like the, the southern a- peninsula or something like that. You know that that feels like part yeah, of the the reason you talk the to experience. Other yeah. yeah. But that's that's also how I played the game as well. Didn't look anything up, mm. um, but everything I did and found was also just through conversation. Like uh, John Mark and Michael, obviously playing the game, finished it before me. We would, every time we at the office, we just have conversations. Like, what, what are you doing? Where are you? Oh, have you checked this out? Oh, mm. you know, there's a boss there. But like, there's that, so few games that with. you can have like organic conversations like yeah. that. With, like oh, you know, we're playing this in parallel and there's so many things to discover. Mm. Whereas, you know, 99% of the games you play, they even though they're open world, they're so signposted. Like, we never had mm. that discussion when playing Horizon. Because I'm like, no. you will absolutely find what I'm finding because, well, exactly. it's on your you fucking map. You have to map. go there. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because obviously you'll have the conversations of like, oh my God, uh, how did you find Margaret? Because that's kind of... Even that, Margaret's not a compulsory boss. You can which 100% is obscene walk, to me. Like, yeah, you can walk around that castle. It's 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 hidden. You know, well, it's not hidden, but it's not in plain sight. Mm. Um, but you know, we'll touch on the same bosses. Like, oh my god, did you fight this boss? What did mm. you think? Do you know that if you go east of them, there's this other area? Oh no, I didn't. It's like those conversations. Like, I, I love games that you know drive conversations like that because everyone's having a different experience mm. i mean you you know part of our discord that in our little olden ring channel it's it's you me miklas and Kervin. just every every day or every week there's something different to say or like yeah. have you found this weapon have you done this area i have to mark everything i've said now with spoilers so i'm like damn it i'm finding all this stuff and i don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone and but i'm so Kervin early has, into so. it yeah <laughs> yeah and it's cool to see them as well because both of them came into Elden Ring with the idea of I've never enjoyed a Souls game. Mm. I highly doubt this is going to change it. And they're both like absolutely fucking loving mm. it. So Yeah. I yeah, think that's also really one cool. one aspect of the game that's been mind-blowing. I mean, I, I don't know if we spoke about this. It might have happened during our break, but sales numbers are like more than 12 million, 13 million, mm. which is it's, it's, it's obscene crazy. for a and game that, like And that this. was only up until the end of March. Because that's oh when God, their financial results were reported. I yeah, know, I know people who've more. bought it since, yeah. like, my, one of my colleagues, Bertie, bought it. I think he got it at the beginning of this month. Also, I, I know, I can tell you this, he is a gamer where he loves the power trip. He wants to be strong. He doesn't want to struggle. And going into Elden Ring, he bought it because he's like, everyone's just talking about it. It looks beautiful. I love exploring. I'm going to get it. Oh my God. I'm going to get it on a whim. And... A part of me thought like, I know he does like, the mm. moment he hits a wall, he's going to bounce off because it's too hard. It reminds me but, of like Darren. This is exactly yes. why I wouldn't recommend it to Darren. Yeah. Except Darren did try it, but then he didn't enjoy it. But yeah, Bertie has, yeah. has tried it and he loves it. Like he mm. absolutely loves it. But he's doing the smart thing of like, oh, if this area is too hard, I'll just go Walk away. Else. I'll yeah. level up. Which again is just, like, yeah. you can't do that. Like to a degree, some people say, oh, you can just level level yourself and push yourself through Elden Ring, which is true. You can completely over-level yourself for everything. Yeah. And to a degree, Dark Souls was like that as well. 
mm-hmm. but it was far more restrictive because like you could only follow certain linear paths so like yeah farming your way to that sort of like power trip was much harder mm-hmm. um but yeah, I guess in Elden Ring, and and to, I think that's why Miklos is enjoying it as well because it gives him mm. that option to be like, well, fuck this, I'm not going to do this right now. Yeah, um, yeah, and and there's definitely instances. I I think that's where I'm also at the same time struggling with the game a bit because I'm like, you know, in other Souls games, when you came up against a boss, that boss is there, and you either have to be like, okay, I either have to find another route to another area entirely, or mm. I have to fucking deal with this boss now. Yeah. Whereas in Elden Ring, I'm like, I tried twice and I'm like, am I too underleveled for this or am I just not persevering enough? So should I come back later? You know what I mean? So there's a bit more uncertainty uncertainty in that. And I feel like I'm giving up on bosses a lot quicker because I'm like, well, I'll just mm. go do something else. And yeah. then deep down inside, it feels so stupid, but like deep down, I'm like, am I robbing myself of the soul's mm. experience in this game because I'm doing No, that? I, I get yeah. that. It's, I mean, my, my playthrough is also this thing of, oh, a wild cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I rolled up on some bosses and they were walkover because I just maybe came back, you know. Well, yeah. There's actually, there's one good example. There's a core dungeon in the game, which I didn't know how to get into. So I just skipped it. And I went and I did a whole bunch of the other, other, you know, other side of the map, whatever. And then I, the, I stumbled onto what I needed to do. I was like, oh, this is how I get into this place. Mm-hmm. I walked into this dungeon and I, it was a cakewalk for me. Like, this is a boss that I've seen people go like, oh, yeah, this boss is so difficult. So I was like, no, but. Yeah, it was fine for easy, you. But, but I know because I was completely overleveled. Yeah. But yeah. other, you know, other than instances like that, you'll find that, especially towards the late game, this is a thing I always say where, like levels do make a difference, obviously, but they have a way bigger impact early on because, you know, if you if you putting if you got five hundred health and you're giving yourself an extra twenty five health per points of vigor, you know, mm-hmm. you're giving yourself what is it like a five percent increase in health if my maths is right. Yes. But if you now on a thousand vigor, a thousand HP, and you put a point of vigor, you you give it getting twenty five health on a thousand HP. It's like it's a it's it's still getting an increase, but it's like a one point whatever percent. Yeah, so it like, kind of plateaus very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. So I find that the more you get towards the end game, the that whole power balance sort of evens out regardless. The, which which the is you, which is interesting because in previous games it evened out, but it evened out at a point where you were already so over leveled, like you were mm. steamrolling everything. I mean. I was level 165. I mean, I know like Craig was 180. John Marco Marco was 145 or something. When he finished I see he was drastically but lower than you. He was lower, yeah. But yeah. those last bosses were challenging. Like you, you couldn't two hit them. You still had to chip away at their health. They still could kill you in one or two hits. So hmm. yeah, like I get your concern, but it feels more of a thing in the early to mid game. But mid to late game, it's... It evens out. I mean, out. don't get me okay. wrong. It'll still happen, but it does feel like it evens out. I, I'm, I'm glad because like the, the thing that I'm worried about is the, the Bloodborne problem where the inverse of that is true, where yeah. Bloodborne's early game is ridiculously difficult. And even though you're like pushing through levels, like the bosses are just like insanely difficult to deal with. And then yeah. I feel like the final third of that game is really easy. Like it's yeah. actually disappointing how easy the uh, the final bosses in that game are. Yeah, but it also feels like those bosses just aren't like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is a power thing, but maybe those bosses just aren't as 
difficult because yeah. you know the game. Like I don't know. Like, like Murgo's wet nurse is like super easy no, to get by. No, it's like by. a joke. Yeah. And then like gas, uh, not Gascoigne, um, the, the dude face. in the wheelchair. I forget his name. I also forgot his name. Yeah. Right? And and then like if you do the true ending, the fucking moon presence is like super easy as well. So mm. yeah, I I just don't know if if it's scaled well or. Again, like Bloodborne as well, if you do like the DLC and you really seek out all the alternative stuff in that game, there's just so much there that mm. I think the game just wasn't balanced for you to kind of like do everything in a run. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, Sekiro definitely doesn't feel like that. But no. then again, Sekiro is far less of an RPG and more of an action mm. game. So Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I didn't feel that way in Dark Souls 3 either. So maybe it's a problem that from software has kind of like gotten better at over time yeah like true dark souls 3's final boss was one of the hardest in their game no doubt yeah um that solves and jesus <laughs> what yeah it had Can me completely redirected the- like re rethinking my entire build up until that point like have i even played this game correctly you know yeah can we just take a moment to Shout out to video viewers who are enjoying this free cat show going yeah, on in the background. Just <laughs> this cat just running back and forth on the table. I, I, had to, I had to hold in a bit of a screen because one of them decided to climb up my leg uh, <gasps> into my lap. They, they're still figuring out jumping. So they, they're uh, a lot better now. They used to just climb from my like calf and climb all uh, the way up. Now they jump to about my thigh, but then hang on oh with God. claws. So that's why I Hilarious. keep looking down because if one's by my feet, I just rather pick them up. Than like oh god, Jesus, yeah. But they're, okay. they're, well, they've knocked over ten thousand things already. So <laughs> great, yeah. Okay, so that's Alden Ring. I, I know I'm I'm hogging the market, but I'm gonna very, very quickly talk about another game I started playing mm. this week. Uh, so this is an actually this is actually a review game. Uh, let me just pull it up quickly. So this is called uh, Dolmen, which have you heard about this game before we got the code? I saw oh. a trailer beforehand and I was like, oh, this looks like it could be cool. Um, I will say, though, that the visuals in the trailer looked a lot better than this. Oh, yeah, so kind of okay, janky. we'll start there. What's what's wrong with the, the visuals here? It oh. feels like there's a there's a problem with the lighting and the shadows. Yeah, that, they look like they're just fucking missing. They're just, yeah. they look like they're like, not there. There's no ambient occlusion. There's no... no. It's really flat. Um, <laughs> but and also right. the, the, HUD, of- the HUD feels like it belongs in a different game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's, yeah, like, Dolmen. But yeah, so Dolmen, for all intents and purposes, uh, to me feels like a, a baby of you know, Dark Souls. Uh, obviously, it's, a, it's got a, a, that aspect to it. But also, do you remember Remnant from the Ashes? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's It's feels a bit like both combined because this game has melee combat and shooting but now i know in remnant from the ashes you could 100 percent do melee build but you kind of had to do one or the other right you, you could either choose your weapon and just shoot your way through the game or build around having a, a big mm, hammer or whatever mm. uh Dolman kind of lets you it kind of forces you to play with both so you kind of have to adopt close range combat and shooting um which is interesting but yeah, it's it's got this interesting mechanic where so if if you are watching the video feed, it's just easier to explain. So like like Dark Souls, you've got your health bar, your stamina bar, and your mana bar. Uh, but Dolmen's a bit different in that that blue bar is now an energy bar, um, which you can use to fire your weapon mm-hmm. and heal uh, if you need health. Oh, so it becomes this okay. 
this interesting um so it offers i suppose to me like what what makes it stand out to you know the the typical uh, dark souls-esque games is that it forces you to to balance these three meters in a very different way um you know, because if you're using your energy to shoot, you're not going to have any, any energy left to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes it interesting is that, so every weapon you have has like a, a light attack and a heavy attack. So if you use the light attack on your weapon, as you see I'm doing there now, um, it drains that blue bar, but it slowly regenerates. Mm-hmm. If I do a heavy attack, though, it permanently drains that bar and then I have to top it up with a battery, which is kind of like, I guess, your, your, your Estus flask or health file, for lack of a better comparison which is a limited resource that regenerates when you get to like a quote-unquote bonfire okay and i mean I, i'm so i'm using these comparisons purely because it this game wears its dark souls influence on its sleeve i mean it takes a lot of inspiration even even that bottom left the bottom left yeah. uh, weapon had the top left health bar everything looks very similar right why is the screen so wavy it's like there's like heat on the screen there's like i'm, I'm sorry uh, it might I'm just, just like, be this area i'm like really perplexed by the uh, no, visual presentation of this game it's this area i think i think it's meant to be like this area is hot okay cool cool <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, but i suppose what's interesting as was that this game is set um you know in it's it's a sci-fi game so if you're watching the visual you you seeing me in my very futuristic suit, but wielding this huge ass sword. <laughs> looks pretty cool. Does look pretty Which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've played, I've studied you before uh, we started recording. I've played about five, six hours of the game. And like, it's, it's not, it's not a bad game, but it's not a particularly mm. great game. Like I have problems with it. Um, movement feels, uh, the best, the best description of this game is that it's janky. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's a whole sub genre which I only learned about this year, thanks to you, Darren, and that whole Discord. It's called Eurojank. Yeah. This is very much a Eurojank game where it's kind of got that charm. You know, if you go in knowing it's got that yeah. side of it, it's kind of charming in that way, but it's, you know, it's flawed. It's definitely flawed. And it's it's like um, it's like very obvious it's flawed because it's like, well, this game didn't have the budget of the other games that it's no, trying to that, mimic. Yeah, yeah that, that's, it's exactly that way. So I think this is made by, I've, I've done some reading it, it's made by a Brazilian studio. Which oh, is interesting. Very cool. Okay. Um, but it, it's 100% that of, they, they've clearly got some big ideas here, but just not the budgets pull it all. Mm. So like, mm. you know, if, if you think we're being a bit hard on the lighting, for example, it's like, yeah, because the game could probably, like, can I tell you, in terms of actual level design and stuff, the game's really good. Like there, there's a whole lot of different biomes that are all pretty unique and stand out. But Visually, it just doesn't pop because, like, maybe they didn't have the budget for, mm-hmm. you know, a lighting person or, or, know, or somebody or just who could, enough time to go do or, or all enough the time, yeah. needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, to fill that role. There's something with the movements as well where it feels it feels like kind of stiff. That's the only way I can explain the, the, it. It's, I was about to say the attacks look very stiff. They're very stiff. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you're rolling past an enemy, it, you kind of Sometimes I pull it off. I'm like, oh, I kind of should have been hit there. Mm. It, it's weird. There's just something. There's some weird disconnect here. Where, like, the the idea is there, but you're right. The maybe the budget wasn't there. Maybe there wasn't enough time to like really finesse all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the, all that said, I actually I, I am enjoying it because I'm a sucker for, you know, that experience where you you kill enemies, you get experience points, you level up, you get new gear, and it's got that. Like, there's there's a whole ton of weapons. You know, both close range and uh 
in terms of guns, you know, projectiles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting game, and I, I probably will finish it this weekend so I can talk about it in more detail next week. It's weird. It kind of um, reminds me of Returnal. It does like, actually stylistically have, yeah. got a very Returnal like art direction, like definitely yeah, even, not as refined, but yeah, no, no, but I completely get that now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. Hmm. Um, it's just not pulled off, you know, yeah, as well as it could have been. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, all that said, you know, if if you understand the context of this is a, a studio from Brazil who, you know, it's not a triple A mm. like what they've managed to do, like hats off to them. You know, it, it's still a solid game. Yeah, it's it's not like fundamentally broken. You can still have a good no. time with the type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. Because I mean, yeah. Nine, so many times like you get these games like like you said like the euro junk even though this isn't a studio from europe like a lot no. of those games are just not fun to play at all mm. um so if this is at least decent to play you know then it's it's worthwhile yeah i think if you acknowledge that like sorry for the comparison but if you if you're comparing this to dark souls like i think you hit the nail on the head last time we spoke about from you said there's just They've got the formula down where it, the game just feels good. Yeah. And other got, studios have it's tried. It's got a feel. Yeah. Yeah. And other studios, you know, both indie and AAA have tried to replicate that and they just don't get it right. And this game definitely lacks in that feel. Like when I hit an enemy, it doesn't feel mm. like there's no weight to it almost. And, and, and um, I mean, From has refined that over more than exactly. a decade now. So like, yeah. To, you can't you can't expect anyone. I mean, hell, we were talking before we started recording about um, Jedi Fallen Order, and that comes from mm. you know one of the biggest publishers in the world with a team that is experienced in making uh, third person mm. action games, and even that feels off a lot of the yeah. time. Like there's so much that can be refined. So yeah, it's for a new studio to tackle this as ambitious as as it is and still come out with something that's like half decent that's mm. not bad yeah yeah I'll, I'll definitely talk more about this next week when i've actually rolled credits on it Ooh. yeah so that's I'm, I'm done i've i've hugged up the whole episode <laughs> what have you been playing <laughs> uh, uh so <laughs> i've only really been playing one thing um and that is a cool game called well it's a game called soundfall it was uh, revealed as well, yeah. It, I think most people know it as part of the Indie World stream uh, that happened for Nintendo Switch. Like, what was it now? A week ago, because it was on there. But it's released it's, on yeah. like PC and consoles as well. It's not just on on Switch. But the the gist of it is is it it takes a lot of inspiration from music based games, sort of like Crypto the Necrodancer, where you have to move mm-hmm. or attack on a certain beat according to okay. the music uh but it is not a dungeon craw- well it's more of a sorry there's a cat like on my table just like <laughs> hello meow <laughs> is that toby uh, yeah he's just he's he's pouring my screen right now so it's a bit annoying. um so it's more of a diablo like uh in the sense but segmented into levels so each level is a song and okay. you that song determines the like beats per minute for that section. So you have to adjust your, your attacks according to that song. So every time, you know, you have like a little metronome on the bottom and you attack according to that. And every time you get it on beat, your attack does Does like normal damage. And if you miss a beat, it does half the damage. Okay. Um, so 
and then you you're just trying to like go through this world and you kill enemies and you pick up loot and you just continue you know on and on sort of like a diablo get better loot become more powerful play mm. harder levels blah 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 um it feels a bit weirdly like stilted because it's level based like because it's not a continuous world it's like you play for two or three minutes then you're in menus choosing you know where to go next and like what okay. loot to take and then firing off another mission so it feels strange in that sense um but other than that it's it's like a good a very good premise for a game i just mm. don't think it's like that engaging as a diablo like or an action rpg like the loot mm. so far hasn't really felt like really fascinating to me i don't really have like a power trip that i'm like mm. sticking onto yet but i've just finished like the first of i think there's like seven worlds or something like that and the the um boss in the first world gave me a glimpse of like oh you know this game can throw thousands of like tons of enemies at me at a time Mm. and then it becomes intense and actually really fun because up until that point it was like way too easy and fairly rote and like boring Um, okay so i'm keen to see it through like see if that sort of through line starts becoming a bit more apparent like maybe the first world was really just introductory it's a little yeah. appetizer and <laughs> even though it was like two hours long like you know maybe it does build from there um and i hope mm. it does because i think the concept is is sound it's just mm. oh, yeah oh, that is an unintentional yeah, pun let me tell you it. about puns <laughs> they everything in this game is a pun <laughs> everything in the story that can relate to a musical or audio pun they they hit it, it amazing is both impressive and so annoying at the same time <laughs> um it's cool it's got a like a very whimsical look to it uh nothing like overtly special but it's kind of cool and the music's pretty good as well um and it changes quite frequently so yeah that's sound for i'm pretty sure i have a lot more to say about it next week um but i'm like it's one of those games where i play like half an hour and i'm like "Eh." you know like i kind of don't want to play more of this but i have to because it's for review but at the same time there's nothing wrong with it it's just like yeah I've played three or four songs. I've had my full for that half an hour, but now like yes. the whole game is apparently like 20 hours and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this for yeah, 20 that's, hours. You know what that's I mean? the worst feeling when you're reviewing a game and you're like, this is so long. I just don't have yeah. the motivation to play it. If this thing was like maybe six to eight hours, I'd be like, cool, that's probably good. But I just don't see how this is going to last for 20 hours yeah i was just gonna say it's interesting that it's got like a that diablo-esque side to it with loot Mm. it almost feels like this would work you know again i haven't played the game you haven't finished the game so this is just me speaking speaking out of turn but like it almost sounds that the premise is great it would work better as just a almost like a more of a story focused yeah game where you know without the loot aspect where you are given certain weapons at certain times you know you're yeah. playing through a linear sort of story but i mean again, i, I, I think it, game, i think so. it would like again crypto the necrodancer and um the zelda one um cadence of hyrule they are mm. you know okay so firstly they do the thing where everything's open so you're moving from screen to screen but when you move from screen to screen the music's changing but there's no like downtime so you're always on the beat you know you're yeah. engaged in that game um yeah but they are very defined. I mean, Cadence of Hyrule is a Zelda-like where you get items and then, you know, mm. it's not 20 hours. It's maybe like six or seven. And I think mm. that is the sort of 
the sort of thing that needs to that that this game would benefit from. I just don't see how mm. twenty hours for a first run, and then you know you have this incentive, quote unquote, to go back and complete other levels at higher difficulties. You know, again, sort of like a Diablo, you crank up mm. the difficulty because your loot is now better and stuff. And I just, I just don't feel like it has that staying power. Um, at least mm. not to me just yet. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, other than that, pretty cool. pretty cool. Um, I think if you have this on Switch, it would be pretty cool for like mm. short sessions. You know, I just, again, yeah. I play it for half an hour and I feel like I'm done for a while. Yeah, it's, it's a sort of, I've added it to my wish list. Mm. So if I ever see it on sale, like I probably would pick it up, pick it up because it does look interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I really like the premise of, you know, combat to music. Oh, it's Seems got co-op cool. as well. I haven't tried that yet, oh. but it does have co-op. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? I just saw on the, cool. the, the footage that you're, you're streaming here, I saw the like co-op menu and I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, You can also upload your own songs, uh, at least on the PC version. Oh. I don't know if you can do it on the others, but at least on PC you can upload your own songs and it's got like an algorithm that will try and like transpose that into a sort of level um, oh, for you, which is kind cool. of neat. It reminds me a lot of uh, Audio Surf back in the day uh, where you could do that. Mm. Uh, Audio Surf, what a game. Uh, a but time. yeah. That's basically cool. all I've really Sandful. been playing. I can't really remember what I've played over the past two weeks. It's been a weird two weeks. So yeah. Elden Ring, let's talk about that some more. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like 12 hours into that, so I can talk about the, cool. the early game. I beat Margit. It's very good. Nice. Yeah. So I have to and pick up foolish, my cat. He's eyeing my thighs. Foolish, tarnished. Ter- terif- terrified of this cat climbing my thighs. Give me <laughs> we, can, we can transition to game releases. At two game, games out this week. Uh, um, so let me pull it up my side. Game releases. I actually don't know much about what's happening in May. Uh, let me I don't check know if there's much. Thing. This this time of the year is just quiet. Oh right. Can I, I tell you? I mean, we uh, we don't really have this in news, but over the last week or two, the n- a number of games that have been pushed out that we haven't spoken about, like um, yeah. Starfield, Star, for example. Starfield. Starfield. That's gone next year. Uh, Starfield, sorry. Starfield. Yeah. My Starfield God. and uh, um, Redfall. That's Redfall, where you, gone. Yeah. There's there's a couple games that have been pushed to 2023, which it's just, it leaves this year like sus- suspiciously open. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I, I think um, a lot of it's going to be filled in uh, during you know, E3 week. Yeah. Jeff Keighley's <laughs> Summer Game Fest, not E3 thing. Um, yeah, I think we're definitely in that in that portion where the the second half of the year is going to get filled out fairly fairly mm. soon. But right now, yeah, it is very uh, very empty, very sparse. So we are on yeah, we are looking at games out from today, the twenty first of May, until May the twenty seventh. Uh, so we have Token Rambu Warriors coming to mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Not entirely sure what that is. Uh, we have Hard Space Shipbreaker. This is a cool... I think this is coming out of Early Access. This is a cool mm-hmm. game that I've seen streamed a while. It's like a co-op game, and the sort of aim is to break down these ship freighters in space as effectively as you can. You've got, like, lasers, so you can cut them into different pieces and stuff like that. It looks really cool. Mm. Um, looks really fun as a co-op game. So nice. I think I think that's out of Early Access this uh, week. Crossfire Legion, I assume that's the Counter-Strike alike uh, coming to Steam mm. Early Access on May 24th. Sniper nice. Elite 5, this is the stealthy 
shoot Nazis in the balls and get X-ray vision. <laughs> simulator. Yeah, simulator. Um, nice. The fifth one of that, it is on Game Pass. I know it's launching on Game oh. Pass, so that's pretty neat. And it's coming to PC and last-gen and new-gen consoles. Except Switch. <laughs> Except Switch, yeah. Uh, yeah, no Nazis on Switch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My time at Sandrock, Steam Early Access, PC, May 26th. Does this at all relate to my time at Porsche? I, it, listen, it could be my time at Because it just seems... It seems... Oh, it 100% looks like one. Really? Let's, Maybe it's the same developers? Let's actually see. My time at Sandrock. Start a new life in the, in the enchanting town of Porsche. Yeah, it's another. Oh. <laughs> another. I might <laughs> be one of the only people on earth that did not enjoy my time at Porsche. I thought it was very, like, if you're going to make a sort of like Animal Crossing alike. What? Or whatever, oh, is it like an Animal Crossing? Sort of, yeah, like a town sim or, you know, that. So it says here on their website, just like my time at Porsche, the game takes place in a wholesome post-apocalyptic world. World where humans have successfully restarted civilization after a ago, nearly destroying themselves through greed, unbridled technology, and warfare in a period they refer to as the Age of Darkness. Wow, this sounds hectic. Nice. Current citizens of this world now band together and reject the old world ideologies as they work to rebuild but remake an entire but remaking an entire civilization is not easy. Uh yeah. Bam. So it looks a bit more intense than the first one. It's also got like a very Western-looking theme. So, oh, wow. yeah, I don't know. I've, I guess if you enjoy the first one, this will probably be good. So. That's it. But yeah, it's out in early access on May 26th. Acolyte coming to PC on May 26th as well. And then last one for the week, Cow? K-O? K-A-O. K-O. The kangaroo. The kangaroo. This is I a platformer akin to like a Crash Bandicoot. That's all I know Bam. about it. Take my money. Take yeah. your money. <laughs> That's And it's out on like cool. every fucking platform under the sun. So, yeah. June, June has some some big hitters, I will say. I saw this image and I, was, I just remembered. Hmm. There's a, there's a little Monster Hunter expansion coming out. Oh, yeah. Up. Sunbreak. Yeah. Pick up that addiction, but I, I really want to get it on PC. Which a, means there's a new Diablo coming out in June. Oh, uh, yeah, mobile. Yeah. Oh, and on PC. And what? on PC, yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Um, what else? There was uh, what Mario, Cuphead, Mario the delicious, Strikers. Cuphead, the delicious last course has release date. I don't know that. Yeah, it does. I thought June it was just 30th, in perpetual yeah. development. So yeah, Sonic Stri- uh, Mario Strikers, Sonic Strikers. <laughs> Where is is um, Xenoblade coming out? Is it June or July? July. That's July? July, end of July. Yeah, July oh, it's end of July. Yeah. Thank God. I was just thinking end of next month. I'm going to have to juggle that and, <laughs> and also answer. in August. I know this will uh, be for you and you and Lenska, Two Point Campus. Sweet. <gasps> Stray is not here. Damn yeah. it. When's Stray coming out? <laughs> I think Stray doesn't have a release date at the moment. No. Yeah. It's just here. Yeah. Look at all these games that don't have release dates. My goodness. You see, so that's why I think a lot of these will they will pad out the rest of the mm. year. You know, yeah, already on sure. this list, you've got like Gotham Knights and Forspoken at the end of the year. Two games which I absolutely don't think are going to be good. Um, yeah, you, that Gotham Knights thing up there that happened 
between Boy, that uh, on our break. Does not look good. I, hmm. I listen for for Darren's hmm. sake. I hope it's good, but that gameplay, I was like, this looks very, very, very dated. It looks um, it looks worse than the Arkham games. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, which is the Arkham games so had a weird, flow to them. This the combat seems like it has no flow. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. Weird. Yeah, and and the whole loot aspect is super just. Yeah, I know. That's like Avengers all over again. Like, it is. It is. Mm, it's like we're trying to be live service, mm, but not live service, but also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Should we get to gaming news? Gaming, gaming news. Gaming, gaming news. Oh so, I mean, we're only pulling from like stuff that happened this week. We're not going to retread week, yeah. two weeks worth of news because you've likely heard of it. Uh, what should we start? I think we should start off with the. Death Stranding, I mean, the sort of thing that <laughs> I think everyone hilarious. everyone expected, but Norman Reedus in this just random as fuck interview about him and not like games in particular, just basically dropped saying, yeah, we just started the second one when, when discussing Death Stranding. So like, cool. You didn't just say that. You have to say it with your best Norman Reedus voice. Like, yeah, would you... We just started the second one. <laughs> Good lord, have you just smoked <laughs> ten packs of cigarettes right now? I don't know. He's his voice is so interesting. But yeah, how random! My goodness, um, just just like, like that, just boom. Can I have to believe that? I don't know. Kojima Studio is like cool. Okay, we we we're like you kind of expect there to be a sequel. I mean, because Death Stranding sold very well, and in terms of story, like I don't know where they take it, but you kind of expect that they will have a sequel because hey, you know yeah. why not? Um, should, and should, Kojima, I mean, Kojima, is, Kojima is not one to do one-off things. Oh, no, no. To be honest, like Death Stranding is ripe for more exploration. Like, exactly. Um, I but, can't actually remember how the game finishes. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking like the, the game does like wrap up and you, you know, Sam's story wraps up. It wraps up very up. definitively is all I remember. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's like, what do they do? I mean, you've you've connected America. Do you not have to connect Europe and, or, and like or you, Asia? You, you, you've like stopped the whole cataclysm that was like yeah. looming. So yeah, I don't know how, how Norman fits into another one. But um, but how funny though that just in a random interview, like, yeah. Who found this? Like it, is, you know what would it, be interesting if it was like parallel to the first game, but it wasn't actually following Norman Reedus. It was just like something mm, else. Someone else. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because I don't see how they get Norman Reedus back. Like he's okay. Spoilers for Death Stranding. He's dead at the end of the first one. Like he's done. Is like, he? I don't remember that. He's kind of like dead. Like he realizes that him and his sister are like two halves of this. Like, like what? What is it? The car, the spirit, and the body. And he's like, Shit, I can't remember the body. And his sister <laughs> is actually the spirit. And they needed to like reform i'm okay this is what my memory remembers of the end of death yeah. stranding it would be very funny to see someone who actually knows it very well to kind <laughs> like, of like no, correct he's fine he's living his best but life i seem to Lake remember Michigan. he was dead at the end of the or, or, I, I or like or not dead but like everything was kind of like settled like there was I, no yeah. sister anymore there was no the world I just remember just it being a pretty definitive ending. I don't know. If, yeah. I can't remember him dying. Oh uh, no, whatever, wait, he's but. not dead. But there is a moment where you see credits, and he's on like that beach, and he looks dead. But mm. then he comes back to life. I don't remember a lot mm. of that. Oh no, he but is. A, he he is alive because he he. You, the last thing you hear him is him with his BB, and he calls him Lou. <laughs> so dead shining to all the BBB. 
grown up. The the BBB will be BB grown. <laughs> I can't with this game. <laughs> but how funny that! Like, what interview was this? Was this just a random interview? Yeah, it was just a random Can, interview. And so, but, so, so this is the whole quote. He was talking about how he came about um, getting the role in Death Stranding. Um, and this is transcribed by Eurogamer. He said, Guillermo del Toro, who gave me my first movie, called me up and said, hey, there's a guy named Hideo Kojima. He's going to call you. Just say yes. And I go, <laughs> what do you mean, just say yes? He goes, stop being an asshole. Just say yes. Then I was in wow. San Diego and Hideo came with a big group of people. He's from Tokyo. Wow. And he showed, he showed <laughs> me what he was working on, on a game called Silent Hill. I was blown away by what he was showing me. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. It's not Mrs. Pac-Man. What the fuck? It's so realistic. realistic. (laughs) It's so futuristic. It's so complicated and beautiful. And I was completely blown away. Has Norman Reedus not played games in like 20 years? Like, is Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) It took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. It takes a lot of work. And then the game came out and it won all these awards. And it was huge. It was a huge thing. So we just started part two of that. Like that's just the interview. Just like what? Like, okay, but, okay, but what interview was this? It was uh, like who was it worth? Was it just so it was, was it a gaming this studio? publication called Leo Edit, and it's just like this massive like. It, it's not even just about games. It's just about Norman yeah, Reedus's acting life. Yeah, but th- that's 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 my point. Can you imagine being a gaming journalist and you you just pop on your favorite? podcast leo whatever the hell and then yeah oh yeah they've got a norman readers and he says this he's like hold on yeah you're like wait a minute none of this was confirmed like what are you talking about hold up (laughs) and what's even funnier is that uh kojima productions um you know they they didn't confirm or deny this but i mean they put out a tweet yesterday about all their job uh their job uh, postings. So like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely happening, I'd say. So yeah, I mean, I think we won't see that for a while, but it is happening. Um, yeah. Uh, what other news shall we bounce to? Um, tell me about, okay, this is random, but tell me about this Dead by Daylight <laughs> dating sim. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a headline you never thought you'd yeah, read. Yeah, Dead by Daylight Dating Sim. Hmm. Um, so, uh, this is from the developers of actual Dead by Daylight. You know, the, as- is it asymmetrical? It's a horror horror game. Like it's multiplayer a horror game, yeah. They've got 1v4 like... 1v4 something, something. They've got killers from all sorts of franchises. Like, they've got Ghostface Killer, and they've got Leatherface, and all of those. Um. But now there's a dating sim and it's called Hooked on You, a Dead by Day- Daylight dating sim. So <laughs> essentially, it's not canon, obviously. Uh, <laughs> what? Hooked on You is a yeah. collaboration, according to Polygon, uh, is a collaboration with developer PSYOP, perhaps known for its work on 2019's KFC-themed dating sim, oh I God. Love You, Colonel Sanders, um, which I think it was far easier to make Colonel Sanders sexy than it is like, a dude who wears the faces of his enemies. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Look at this. This look at this key art. <laughs> Hooked on you is based around know. the archetypal archetypal beach episode from anime and manga. So there'll be sunlight and swimsuits aplenty. <laughs> Jesus. 
I wish I was in the boardroom when this pitch happened. I, I know, right? Like, like someone someone just walked in the office today and was like, "I'm going to choose violence," and uh, it ends up but being not green actual and he's violence. like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Like, oh god! It is just an April Fool's prank. Come on! <laughs> so that's that's coming out. Um, uh, so yeah, that's coming out. I think they said this summer. Um, I mean, look at this key art. It's summer. It has to be. It summer looks like out. summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's well, great. It's great. It's, I, great. it's just I remember them teasing an announcement and I don't think anyone like if you had to put like a wager on what you thought the announcement was, I don't think anyone would have guessed no. this because it's just the one so person ridiculous. who did who put down like a dollar just won like thirty million dollars. Yeah, just just play the lotter today. <laughs> just play oh God, the lotter yeah. today. That same person. Um I suppose I should have segued to this with the <laughs> Uh, the Death Stranding 2 news because of the silent your connection, but I didn't realize it at the time. But oh my god, yeah, Silent Hill 2 might be the next horror game remake? Question mark. Oh god, you so know. so I get, I mean, we all know that ever since Kojima's Silent Hills project got shut down, there have been rumors and rumors and rumors that you know rumors there's going to be too. another Silent Hill of some kind. I think last year mm. or the year before, they kind of picked up steam where there was this indication that konami was licensing the ip out so they weren't developing it in-house they were just like finding developers or accepting pitches from developers who wanted to do something with the ip and at the time it was thought of that you know sony was involved in one of them um Bluber team, the developers of uh, Layers of Fear and uh, the Medium medium. were behind them um you know stuff like that but it kept like coming and going coming and going um mm. but now there's just been a whole new fresh like wave of reports they come from like video games chronicle and venture beats jeff grubb and a youtuber called nate the hate which is quite you know renowned with these sort nate of things the and they're all like <laughs> corroborating the same things they're all kind of saying they've heard the same things and one of those is that um a remake project is in the works and it's a remake of silent hill 2 which is as far as I can tell, considered like the best one. Mm. Uh, and that one is the one being developed by Bluebird Team. So hmm. it is set to feature improvements, uh, new puzzles, and several new endings. It may arrive as a timed PlayStation exclusive, which would link up to the Sony, you know, mm. thing. And Bluebird Team has done this before. The medium was a timed Xbox exclusive. So, yeah. And the medium was, for all intents and purposes, very Silent Hill ish. The issue mm. is that most people who actually like Silent Hill think Blue Team are very bad at horror, and so this doesn't <laughs> really like make them happy. So that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I tend to look, agree. I, I think the medium's not that good. Um, yeah, that was an entirely okay. Yeah, game. and it's not very, that it's scary. Very, actually, it's very just, yeah, very light on horror. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, like setting was great, but the horror was yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I can't speak for what Blue Team will do with this, but I do think that it's time that we saw Silent Hill. Um, yeah, I think so. I can't. I can't tell you that I'm a huge Silent Hill fan. I think I played Silent Hill three mm. or four for a couple of hours, and that's like literally my only touch point. I did play the PT demo. I would have loved to have seen that. I never that, played the that PT whole demo. Game. And every time I watch videos on it, I actually get scared. I've That it's, game is terrifying to me. That is, yeah. So again, like it was a demo. Could they carry that tension for a whole game? Like questionable. I don't know. Mm, but that was, mm. you know, that that's if that was what a modern day Silent Hill looked like, oh, I wish we could have seen it. 
But that being said, we've seen uh, another classic horror series get a whole new wave of life uh, with a whole lot of Resident Evil remakes. Also true. Like with Resident Evil Remake 2 being like really a pinnacle title and showing how to do a remake very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Silent Hill's been dead for a very long time. So yeah, bring it back. I mean, PT was a PS3 game. Can we just remember? And that was how long ago? (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) that's true. And it's still like, I mean, yes, it, like you said, it was a very small slice of um, of a game, so they could probably pump mm. a lot into it. But just it understood atmosphere and and mm. horror in a way that I feel like Bluebird doesn't. They, I mean, some of these pictures again; these are all like fragments of information that are probably pulled from pictures that were, you know, pitched to Konami. Who knows which ones mm. actually made it past that stage? But exactly. Yeah. I know there's one pitch that described a game that um, you would enter your cell phone number into and then characters from in-game would message you while you were away from playing the game and stuff like that. And oh, that, no. <laughs> that seems like a really cool idea to me. Like, That's I very cool. Like Holy that. shit. Like persisting the horror outside of the game experience um, seems Yeah, shit, cool. that is such a good idea. I don't know in terms of infrastructure how you pull that off, but yeah. yo, what a good idea. But like, it it could, is. Can you imagine? That to me like sounds a, like a you, Kojima thing. That sounds like a, yeah, an idea exactly. Kojima had for Silent Hills. Like, I would not put it past oh. him. Yeah. Hey, Dead Stranding 2, you're going to get messages from Sam Bridges like, hey, I'm on the beach. <laughs> get messages <laughs> from your BB, just like fucking rambling, <laughs> nonsensical English. Just like, it's like a new message from BB. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. Man, what a good idea. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so that's um, the state of Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good or not. I don't even know what to pivot to from that. Uh, Should we talk about the multiverses trailer quickly? Okay. And then the rest, I think we can just fly through. (laughs) Uh, Multiverses. This this is the uh, Super Smash Bros, but Warner Brothers. With Batman. With Batman. And a whole lot of other characters. And Ultra Instinct Shaggy. And (laughs) listen, I I mean, the, the trailer looked, you know, it's very, it's got a distinct art style that, either love or hate, I think. But there were mm. previews of the game that came out um, two or three days ago. Uh, yeah, and this week. Boy, they were all very positive. Like, all like, yeah, yeah. this shamelessly copies... Um, is that Arya Stark? Sorry, I just realized yeah. that. That was Arya mm-hmm. Stark in Bugs Bunny. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Fighting uh, Batman and Shaggy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. For uh, audio listeners, just, just sure. imagine that happening on the screen right now. Sure. I oh, know. <laughs> So yeah, the, all the previews um, are very, very positive. So maybe they're onto something here because I mean the the formula of Super Smash has been attempted to be replicated a while. Like Sony did their PlayStation mm. All Stars stuff, um, which and was then, not good. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's there's a there's a charm to Super Smash Bros that I think games struggle to find, but seemingly this but seems good. How funny that Nintendo did Super Smash however many decades ago. And it was a thing of, what if we just united all of our, our entire library of characters in a 2D fighting game? Yeah. And that became like the blueprint. Because I was saying to you before we recorded, it's not... The, the fact that you have a whole library of characters is cool. Like, put them in a game. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, it's going to be a fighting game. But why does it always have to be a Super Smash-esque fighting game? No, yes. I've, I don't know if we've we've seen... Anything on this level where it's like a street fighter or a Tekken. Why not but, I just mean, a 1v1 like, fighting game? Oh, I mean, I guess Injustice yeah. kind of does that. Yeah, but, Injustice yeah. kind of does. And there's Marvel versus Capcom. But mm. there's nothing where it takes every... Like, it's not a Warner Brothers or 
a Sony taking the entire library of characters and then making a Tekken, for example. It's yes. always this, you know, platforming slash fighting game. Um, yeah, it's just funny that that's the blueprint that people always try to copy. I think it's also like, I mean, Smash at its, inse- its inception was a party game. Like, it's mm. only really its fans that took it seriously as a fighting game and then it, <laughs> you know, went on from there. So exactly. this could just be a fun party game. Um and it's yeah. free to play. I do not know yeah, that. Yeah, free to play. I really like that they have Superman and the Iron Giant here. Pretty cool. And you can see from the trailer, like just some of the 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 characters in there. You've got like a pretty decent decent number there. So you've got yeah, like Wonder Woman, Velma, Taz, Harley uh, Quinn, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. You've got characters from Adventure Time, Steven from Steven in the Universe. I don't know who that blue dog is. Don't know what the fuck that is. This dog. Yeah. The rat. I don't know. It's like a mythical something. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, seems cool. cool. Uh, There's a closed closed alpha or closed beta coming soon or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's Um, fly through these other ones uh, very, very quickly. The Witcher 3's PS5 and Xbox Series X and S updates release later this year. Yeah, so this is something that was meant to release much earlier this year, but CD Projekt Red earlier in the year said it was delayed. They've now put a window on it. They say Q4 Mm. 2022. Last time they put a window on this thing, like they put a Q2 on Cyberpunk or Q1, and it came out like right at the beginning of that quarter. So Okay, so... Yeah. Well, can we just appreciate that The Witcher 3 is now seven years old? Hey, I mean, we were saying that the end of the year is empty. So if you're really looking for something, you can play there you go. a better looking version of The Witcher uh, for 90 yeah, hours. Yes, so I'm not going to play the original Witcher, but I've not touched the DLC, which I think Same. is ripe for visiting Same. Uh, with this update, which is very cool. And I think this update's going to be cool because even on PC, you're getting upgrades. It's going to add like ray tracing and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it looks good. I mean, the game still looks see. very good. So. <laughs> You can hear Geralt say winds howling in ray tracing. <laughs> in 7.1 Atmos surround sound. <laughs> like, whoa, the wind is howling. I can't believe that. Uh, uh, Saber Interactive has joined the development of Star Wars, the Old Republic, or Knights of the Old Republic remake, which isn't surprising because Saber Interactive kind of like, uh, well, they're all owned by the same Embracer group. Um, mm. the, the main developers, Aspia, but uh, yeah, they are helping development on that. So I just want to see if they mentioned, there was like a mention of like where the game currently is. Uh, da, 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 da. It's in development. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, it says we're fully confident that the game is going to be fantastic, but it is a massive, massive product and massive products require a lot of effort and a lot of time to make good. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about a game already old, very old. <laughs> We've basically had to remake the game from scratch. Um, there we'll was an assurance the there game. you'll hear more about the game mm. in the next several months. At not E3 with Jeff Keighley. Pretty sure oh. it will be there. I mean, it was announced I mean, last year at Keighley's event. So, How old is Knights of the Old Republic? I mean, oh, this is an old-ass old game. It's old. I so think it's, it's interesting. Uh, I bought it. There was a Star Wars sale like three years ago. Let's it is it nearly Steam. 20 years old. It will be 20 years old this <laughs> year. So I, I missed Knights of the Old Republic and I started playing it, whatever, three, four years ago. And I played a couple of hours and yeah, I can see the appeal of it. But I don't know. I think I just got distracted or just... It's, it's a very old me, RPG. So. 
Yeah. yeah. So, like, I know a lot of people rave about this game. I'm personally sure that good. there'll be a remake, um, you know, a modern spin in the game. So. Super, super good. Like, Kalimi still one of intrigued. the the better Star Wars stories out there. And mm. a pity that it's, it's sequel. I think it's sequel is very good. A lot of people don't agree, but it's sequel suffered from, like, cut content and stuff like that. So, uh, no. Yeah. yeah um, but, boy, if you haven't been spoiled by the twist yet... You are in for a fucking ride. It is like, don't tweet me. It is like it, it is. is like on the level of a you know like six cents, six cents, uh, or uh. like Vader, <laughs> I'm your father type of twist. Like just you find out your Jedi's out been nowhere. dead the whole time. It's oh, wild. No. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, it's good. Sweet game is great. Uh, last pieces of news: Apex Legends Mobile kicks off with an exclusive new hero. So. I don't know anything about the hero, but I can say that I've seen Apex Legends Mobile because my one colleague has it and is playing it and loving it. And this game looks really good mm. on phones. I it's, should give it a go. I've got like a controller for my phone. so. Well, and it's, what's funny is that he was saying that the mobile version has Team Deathmatch, which the oh, actual uh, console and PC versions do not. Yeah, um, interesting. Which is quite cool for, you know, you want quick, quick bouts of games without having to deal with the whole Battle Royale. Yeah, aspect. You know, yeah. not not nonsense, but nonsense of looting, it's, no, it's, landing, etc., etc. Et I agree. It's definitely <laughs> nonsense. Um, so yeah, this game is out. Um, is free to play, of course, as is normal Apex Legends. Um, I don't think there's crossplay like Fortnite on this. I think it's its entirely own separate thing. But I stand to be corrected. I don't I know. I do think it's its own thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like a Fortnite. I think it's like a separation, sort of like. Your PUBG mobile and your COD mobile. Mm, they, exactly, yeah, it's entities. its own separate thing. Yeah. Um, but, but from my understanding, it's the same game just on mobile with a team deathmatch mode. So neat. Yeah, played with the controller. I've seen my colleague played with touch touch buttons. I, I, I see that I'm immediately like, no thanks. Well, yeah, I've got one. I mean, you can connect any Bluetooth controller to your phone nowadays, mm. but I've got one of those like ones that like clamp on the side. So I think that'll be pretty mm. fun, and I'm sure. I'm sure it puts you in different hoppers based on whether you're using a controller or touch. Um, yeah, just like all. Because if you have a controller versus touch, your only people. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> you say that, people. but boy, some kids have gotten fucking stupid. I've good seen at touch controls. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Just really insanely good. Um. Yeah, and then last piece of news: Kirby sixty four, the Crystal Shards, is now available on Nintendo Switch Online. Cool. Now I was very confused because I. I proclaimed when I reviewed Kirby in the Forgotten Lands earlier this year that Kirby that was the first 3D game. Oh! And imagine my imagine my surprise, and I mean the first like fully you know you can move in a 3D world game. Yes, yes. Now imagine my my shock when I was like, oh yeah, there's a Kirby 64. Was that not a th- 3D game? And no, it was not. It was a 2D game with a 3D graphics. Hate to see um, it. So yeah. Hate to see. Hate to see it. Hate to see you just getting everything wrong. You know. No, no, I wasn't wrong. That's the point. It's, it's. This is still a two D game. The Kirby mm. in the Forgotten Land was an actual, the mm. first proper three D navigation. Is Kirby. it? I don't the, know what the you know, it. it's on. It's on the Nintendo sixty four. It's a three D game. Really. <laughs> it's a three D game, but you cannot move in a three D plane. Oh, that's what don't you think. You ju- you're just playing it incorrectly. <laughs> Look at these brilliant graphics. King DDD <laughs> looks great in sixty four. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. Oh. Yeah, but so if you've got the service, there you go. Cool. There's a new Kirby game out now. 
The best Kirby um, game, as some would say. The no. best, my goodness. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's news for this week. That's all the news. So, that means you can jump onto questions. If you want to send us a question, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on social media at checkpointchat pretty much everywhere. Um, all of the places. Yeah, so what have we... What do we got on the agenda for today? Um, so we have we have some questions on Instagram stories. Number one from Yashar, who asks, are you getting the new PS Plus? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess this is something that happened. Like, oh, it also happened. I think it yeah. did happen this week, actually. So we kind of missed it. But yeah. Um, oh, it was this week. You're yeah. right. Sorry, we missed that. Yeah, that shit was super was disappointing, I think, that list. Yeah. So if you if you don't know, they, they put out a list of games um, that are, that are going to be added to the series as part of the, like the three tiers. So at the top, the top tier is the one where you get like your PS1 and PS2 games or whatever. So the PS2 games, firstly, you don't actually get PS2 games. You're just getting PS2 games that have PS4 remasters for them or PS3 remasters, whatever. So like Jack yeah. and Daxter, for example, you're getting the the PS3 remastered version or PS4 remastered version of that. You're not there yeah. aren't any PS2 games like that are coming to the service. And then the PS1 games list is supremely thin. It is so lackluster in that regard like there is nothing there that actually entices me to subscribe to uh that tier just for that and it's especially annoying that well okay so previously it was thought that you had to subscribe to that tier to get those those games but as part of this announcement sony said that any ps1 games that were purchasable on ps4 you know as a ps1 classic like Symphony of the Night, for example, mm. uh, will work on PS5. You can just download them. You don't have to subscribe okay. to. So that's a mm. big win. I I say big win, but it's also like the bare fucking minimum like that should mm. be expected at this point. Like, yes, yeah. I expect my previous purchases to work on this console without having to be subscribed to a Yo, service. You know. Xbox has been getting that right for years now. This is why. This is why when everyone's so. like, "Oh, that's incredible news," I'm like, "No, it's just what." It, no. <laughs> no, it should have been this already. Like, come on, you can't celebrate people for giving you shit that you Dad should have already had access fanboys. to. Like, yeah, ridiculous, just ridiculous. So, I will say though that the the middle tier, which is the one that mm. gives you access to the PS4 and PS5 games, seems pretty good because yeah, the PS4 and PS5 lifts, list is actually. I think quite extensive and it's, quite quite nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it kind of is. It's I don't think it's on the same level as Game Pass, but it is mm-hmm. certainly an offering akin to Game Pass for Sony people. Yeah, because um, there are some there are some third party titles there that you know. Yeah, it's exactly like Game Pass, which is cool. So if if you want, I mean, I think we have to see how often they update this library. I think they said they're doing Xbox, it like every three months. Or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we ready for WWE behind me. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Cat's <laughs> <laughs> gonna wrestle. They're just. They're just. Um, but yeah, game, up. game. Xbox are so good at like literally every two weeks. It feels like it's like, hey, yeah. there's these eight new games coming to Game Pass, and then like they quietly remove a couple. But it's like those those that get removed have been on the service for however long, a yeah. year or two. Or yeah. Three usually, or whatever, usually Game Pass has a year long deal with with stuff. Yeah. Um. Mm. So, yeah, I we'll see. Um, I think that one at least it fills the hole of like if you've just bought a PS Five, 
you can subscribe oh, yeah. to that and you've, you've got, got a wealth of games like exclusives so games and stuff play. like that mm. so yeah that's pretty cool i think i think that one is the one to get will mm. i be upgrading probably not no. like look if 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 i were <laughs> This is a problem I don't have, fortunately. If I was staffed for games, like yeah, the middle the tier, yeah. the middle tier is something I would definitely consider, especially from a PlayStation point of view. If you, like you said, if you've just picked up a PS5, you don't have to buy all these games. You just subscribe, you'll get access to Returnal, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. like, and obviously a whole backlog of PS4 games that have since been updated to PS5. Like you'll, you can play God of War, for example. You can play Bloodborne on PS4. Give us a PS5 patch, Tony. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> we're waiting here. <laughs> no, I give I, us that. I 100% agree. But but we're also in the fortunate position where we get access to a lot of the exclusives anyway. Exactly. So, like yeah. it's a very different value proposition for people like mm. us, and it's also very different, I think, for both of us because we have access to Game Pass. I think if you exactly only have a PlayStation then that middle tier makes a lot of sense. I think the upper mm. tier only really, to me, only really makes sense if you want the, you want the classics. The- and I think their offerings mm. are pretty crap. So unless we're getting the it's- tiers wrong and, and you don't actually get access to the PS4, PS5 in the middle tier, I don't know. I No, it, I, th- I, th- I think you do. It's such I a confusing wrong, mess, especially do. for us because yeah. we don't get the PS3 streaming. So we have a completely separate middle tier. So that's the other thing. We don't get access to the PS3 games. Um, which is fine because our subscription is priced lower to account for that, but it's still disappointing because it's like, well, actually not. I thought it'd be disappointing because I was like, oh, well, I want to be able to play games like Metal Gear Solid 4. But then Metal Gear Solid 4 isn't even on that fucking list. So like, w- what are we even doing? That you know? That is literally the only game it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous PS3, that yeah. that game is not on that list. Like that is a game synonymous with PS3 and it is also a game that only exists on PS3 still today. Like, nah, no, just, it's crazy. Just crazy to me. Just, I, yeah, I don't understand it. (laughs) I also don't, I don't understand that game. (laughs) I don't understand that game trials are on the highest tier. So like if, this is Sony, they're like, cool, we want to sell our exclusives. So we're not going to put them day one on the service, but, we're going to put two-hour demos on the service, but also you need to be subscribed to the highest tier of our service to even get access to those demos. Yeah, the, the tiering system is just How the fuck bizarre. does that help Full people stop. push people to purchase the game if you, you're literally like, you're getting people to pay for demos? I'm just mm. like... What? That should be on what? the lowest tier. That should be on the lowest tier. That should be on the base tier. Yeah. That shouldn't even be on a tier. But if it's going to be on it, you know, it should just be a thing. Like Steam offers that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're gonna put it behind a paywall, put it on the bottom tier on just standard ass PlayStation Plus. Like, mm. it's weird. But like, well, it it's so easy for someone to go like Game Pass gives you exclusives, Sony gives you trials to exclusives for the same price, and it's just like yeah. that's crazy. But to even me. like, but even that, it's just the the communication of the tiering system is oh, so weird yeah. because it's like I know Xbox has Xbox Live Gold and whatever, but like. That's it's so easy to understand. There's Xbox Live Gold and there's Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Xbox Live Gold lets you play online games and gives you free games every month. Kind of like basic PS Plus does, right? Yes. But the fact that they've tiered off these things, like in my head, you should have just had the just have basic PS Plus, like Xbox Live Gold, and then just PS Plus Plus. Yes. <laughs> if you could call it that, where it's literally PS like plus plus uh, plus. Hey, 
But yeah, I have pay a bit extra and here you go. You've got access to these, you know, first party titles, third party titles and backwards compatibility or whatever with the old titles. Yes. I don't know why there's a third tier. Yeah. It's, I, just, it's just dumb. It's the the third tier is there because they're like, cool, we can get people to pay more for our classic games library. And then the games library is so fucking garbage that it's like. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. But yeah, so if. Like we said, if if we did not have access to the likes of Game Pass and all the exclusives that we do, thanks to you know receiving review code, uh, the middle tier is something I would yeah definitely consider. I think I think the PS4 the end, and PS5 offering is very good. Yeah, the the final tier that's a stretch for me. I, I'd like I'd yeah. probably do a month just to you know scratch that nostalgia itch and be like, oh cool, I played these games. But then yeah, I, I can't say I'd keep it. Um, yeah. cool. We have a question from, this is an interesting question from DomD underscore Dom. He says, what's the topic on the next episode? Question mark, possibly Apex related. Side eye emojis. What? I don't know if that's referencing anything. <laughs> I don't know either. What's the topic on the next episode? Is it Apex related? Now they're asking this going into this recording, in which case we did touch on Apex mobile. Yeah, so, well... It's not, I, it's not a whole either topic, us really pay play Apex. So if there was like some big thing happening, I mean, there's a new missed, hero and everything. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Elden Ring done and dusted, I'm suddenly free to stream other shit, and I, it's weird because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna play now. What? Am, am yeah, gonna, you feel very empty inside, don't you? I'm like, do I? Yeah, it's, it's, I feel hollow. So I would say tunic, hey, but I keep forgetting that you play tunic. Hey, finished tunic. Yeah, yeah. what a game as well. Jesus. Uh, we have a question from MJ Khan. He mm. asks, "What is the worst video game add-on you've bought? For example, iToy, Connect, Lab. Oh, oh, okay. So like a hardware thing, not like an mm. expansion. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, if you have a DLC or something that comes to mind, why not? It is a video game add-on. Quote that unquote. Was bad. Um, probably connect to be honest <laughs> like yeah connect is the one where i think in practice it's like whoa yeah can you believe that this technology exists then i mean sorry on paper it's yeah. like wow but then in practice it's like yeah it's pretty really annoying because like i was really sold on the the early um like pictures from microsoft like those concept yeah. videos like that it looked fucking rad and then mm. you know when you actually got to play firstly that camera was comically large um, I didn't realize it would be that big. Um, it's bought like a whole separate room. Yeah. Uh, but I just think like the experiences on it were not good at all. Mm. Um, I do I do respect that it exists and I'm glad it exists because I've seen people actually use Connect outside of Xbox for very interesting things. Like uh, people have used it in uh, medical settings uh, to to help like on surgeries and stuff like that. Uh, people mm. have used it for reactive digital art, which is always fun. I uh, saw so a mm. lot of people while I was studying at Vitz use it for for artworks. Uh, because like the camera sensors in there are very it's advanced. Very like high, yeah, high tech. Yeah, when you crack that thing open, you're getting a lot of cool tech for not a lot of money, especially when yeah. Microsoft had kind of abandoned it and they were like giving the things away. Um, mm. Yeah, I just think it was it was just poorly supported on... Mm. on xbox i think none of the games they really used it very well it was well. also at a weird time for xbox with the xbox one 
when Xbox were not at their greatest. Well, that was when uh, that yeah. was Connect Two. That was when they launched the damn console. Oh, you're right. Sorry, now. you're right. Yeah, it, that's true. Yeah, the Connect was a 360 thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the Connect that shipped with the Xbox One was just as useless. I think I used that thing even less, to be honest. It oh was God. set up and it so was I, like I completely forgot. I thought it was an Xbox was One f- thing. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it was really the worst thing to like price the Xbox One with the the Connect included when you made mm. such a weak case for the thing existing on the previous gen. So, yeah. What a yeah. weird thing. What a weird um, thing. I think uh, for me, it's not so much a waste of money. You know, not it wasn't quite on the level of Connect, but we did get the Wii Fitness Board. Oh, um, did you? Okay. And it, look, it worked and it was fun to do Wii Fitness, but like it existed for nothing else really. Like there was, there were no, I mean, look, because again, like it, it's a, it's a weight at the end mm, of the day it's like mm. a digital scale sorry mm. um like how do you tie that into games you can't really do much so you know for we fits pretty cool but that is all it did and we use it for a month or two maybe more and it just never got used again mm. uh, in fact it's funny because i think my mom ended up using it more because i was like hey you can uh, use the software to exercise you know and check your weights and do some yoga and whatever and she enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it, that was the appeal of the Wii at the time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, there's um, a kind of funny gaming podcast. Uh, I think it was an episode that came out this week or last week where they interview old Reggie from Nintendo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, because his his books just come out. And part of the conversation they had, I think they, they asked him something in the lines of which, like, what? Did Nintendo ever do anything that surprised him? Like, did they release anything that? When ended up being way more successful than they expected, mm. and he said the the Wii Fitness Board was that. Oh, really? like they expected it to sell, but they they kind of had expectations of like you know it, it's it's a piece of software with hardware. It's like I think it was a hundred dollars or something. It's like quite a steep asking price. But if I recall, he said there was a backlog of sales for like two years after the thing launched. It was just sold out. So to meet the the demand like in terms of supply they they actually battled and it's it's just interesting to hear like I never knew that that it sold that well that they struggled to keep up with you know orders for it yeah yeah you think it's the it's the Wii balance board like damn <laughs> how many people want the Wii balance board turns out a lot of people wanted the Wii balance board didn't they so I seem to remember an E three long ago and I can't remember if this was Nintendo or Ubisoft at the time um but I seem to remember a controller that would clip on sort of like a a blood pressure a sensor on your finger. That was Nintendo. W- what was that thing fucking called? Did it ever come out? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Blood pressure. Nintendo are really good at sensor. at experimenting with and I think things like that. I seem to recall Ubisoft making a game that was like a breathing thing, um, <laughs> that worked with that thing. But like Amazing. you see, I'm googling it and I can't find. Anything Maybe it never released. It. I, I remember seeing that that E3 where they they spoke about it. Oh, we remote blood pressure monitor patent filed. So there was a patent for it, but I seem to recall like it was actually like revealed. You know what I mean? It was oh, the vitality sensor. That's what it was. That's called. it. Yeah. Did it ever come out? We vitality have. sensor. It did. Wow. Oh no! Wait. The Wii Damn. Vitality Sensor is a cancelled accessory for the Wii. It was uh, announced okay. in 2019 and then just never fucking. Right, happened. announced in 2019. Yep. 
No ways. It was way before. It was for the Wii. Yeah, the Wii was 2019. The Wii. But the Switch was out by then. Oh, sorry, 2009. Sorry, I'm I'm oh. derping. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> no, two, that the 2009. 2009. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, hectic. Okay, yeah, it's literally just cool. a blood pressure sense. <laughs> my God. Okay, um, and then last question from Cello Zede. Who asks, does Sandy wear all his jewelry when he drives his car? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so do you I'm know the context for this? No, I don't. Okay, so <laughs> this is a Formula One joke. So the, the Formula One has a new president as of like last year, end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and or FIA has a new president. Um, and he's been making, well, he's been trying to instigate new rule changes um, for drivers to follow. So one of them is like, they all need to wear fireproof underwear. It just sounds uh, funny when you which say it like that. <laughs> some races have said leads to them being even hotter in the already fucking scorching hot cockpits oh, that no. they're in. And Ah, oh, the cockpit. See what you did there. Hey. <laughs> and some people say it's part of the reason why like Lando Norris crashed in the Miami thing because he was he had just lost so much body fluid, like he was a bit hazy oh, and stuff like that. So it just sounds even more dangerous than it should be, you know what yeah. I mean? The other one is they are he said drivers aren't allowed to wear jewelry in the cars for safety reasons. Um, so Hamilton took, I mean, a lot of drivers took issue with this, uh, but Hamilton more specifically, so much so that I think at the Miami race, he he rocked up at the press conference wearing three watches, five gold chains. Like <laughs> he went so fucking overboard. It was amazing. It was such a funny protest. To this. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But it's like, no one really understands these rules because like, the commentators even like are saying there is a certain expectation of risk you take on your life just getting into a Formula One car. Yeah, for sure. Like they are splitting hairs on this shit when there are actual other issues to to address, like all of the drivers complaining that the new regulations make these cars a lot more s- stressful on the body, like their necks are, yeah. are taking on oh much God. more strain, which could have actual long-term effects on their health, mm. you know. But no, the fear fears worried about how many gold chains Hamilton is wearing in his car. So And your it's all very your stupid. Goods with yeah, and your goods, yeah. It's all <laughs> it's all very silly and I hate that it's like dominated. How, how many people do you think at that press conference asked Hamilton for the time as a joke? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really wish he had like looked at a different watch every single time. <laughs> I was like, well, it's uh, 3 p.m. in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, I've got three time zones on my arm right now. <laughs> you know, just in case. That's hilarious. Uh, fantastic. Good um, job. But yeah, so do you wear your jewelry in the car? Uh, I, mean, I go I one, the one step further and wear no jewelry at all. Oh, wow. I do am, you wear fireproof I am in the car? fear safe. Give me a Formula One <laughs> driving seat tomorrow. <laughs> Good Lord. Cool. Well, that... That is all the questions. If you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on all of our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat. That's been a high, episode 158. Um, what? After a nice streak. Uh, 185. Jeez, I <laughs> can't do numbers today. My bad. Crikey. 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 <laughs> it's only 11 a.m. and it feels like I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> sure did you have a beer for breakfast <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for returning after our little 
two-week siesta, a uh, little break. Uh, I don't think we'll have Putting any interruptions episode. for a while, at least no, not from this my is, end. This is the Returnal episode. Yeah. Hey Checkpoint Chat Returnal. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. As always, mm-hmm. goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.